Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello. Let's talk about the constant quest of happiness and success. (laughs) It sounds lovely, doesn't it? It sounds like an amazing adventure that you want to be on and that you want to win first place in. But what I actually want to talk to you about and kind of uncover within your own brain today is how that may not actually be working in your favor and different ways to approach discomfort. So the whole reason this topic came to my mind was because on a group call, a client said, you know, how do I, how do I accept my body? How do I like my body? How do I love it while it's changing and while it's evolving and while I'm going through this process? And my question to her was, why do you need to love it right now? Why do you need to enjoy everything that you're experiencing And she was like, oh, I never thought of that. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to bring this to you in my podcast of how this idea and this constant pursuit of happiness, success, freedom, joy, the best life ever actually makes us suffer. It actually does the opposite of everything that we want, because especially on the topic of body image and food, it's never going to be the same. It's you're never going to be the same every single day. You're never going to eat the same every single day. Like it's just, it's just impossible. And it's enjoying and loving and savoring and soaking up all of the wonderful days and the great emotions But also not getting super attached. So we've all had those days where we wake up and we feel amazing. We're like, we feel lean and light and just full of energy and just banging and just ready to take on the world. And the idea is that this is how it should be all of the time. And that would be nice. That would be amazing. But also, if it were like that all of the time, you wouldn't notice that it was that good. Like, it it wouldn't be that good. It would just be normal, right? It wouldn't feel amazing because it would just be what you're used to. But as far as I know, and, and from my own experience and my own journey, especially with body image, You're going to wake up and you're going to feel those days light, lean, energetic, ready to take on the world. You feel good. Your pants fit, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to have those days where you wake up and you're like, what happened? Oh my gosh, I did not look like this yesterday. This is completely out of control. This is completely out of hand. Gross. I have to do something immediately. You're going to have those days too. And this episode is helping, is, is the purpose is to help you not have to react to 
every single uncomfortable emotion and uncomfortable thought that you have in life around food, body, relationships, work, etc. And allowing them, embracing them, letting them be there. Because when you are on this constant quest to feel good all of the time, you will make yourself extremely miserable and you will probably end up using some other thing to kind of bring you up to a 10 out of 10. So specifically, I'm thinking back to when I was really in the throes of my food. And this was a long, this was a long time ago. This was like mm, late teens. And I remember my mom saying this to me. She said, you know, Renee, life isn't a party all the time. Life isn't fun all of the time. And she was right. She was absolutely right. And it pissed me off because I was in my teens. So I was like, you don't know. And just like the rebellious side of me. But but in all reality, like I still actually kind of live like that. You know, I really am an adventure seeker. I love changing things up. I love doing new things. I love the thrill and excitement of the unknown. I love all of that. I thrive in it. And that's just That is just part of me. My partner is very different. He's like, I'm going to do the same thing for the next 10 years. (laughs) I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to eat the same breakfast. I'm going to go to the same place. I'm going to wear the same shoes. I'm going to order this, like exactly the same. And I'm just like a wild card over here. You know, like, I don't know, whatever I want, because I like that thrill. Now, for me, that left unchecked, left me to constantly changing, doing different things, trying different things to keep myself at that 10 out of 10. I had not developed the capacity to feel discomfort without doing something. I needed to feel okay all of the time. And if I didn't, it was like, it was a tragedy. Like I was so uncomfortable. I just couldn't handle it. And learning to feel discomfort truly is one of the best skills I think we can learn on this planet. And, you know, this is where it gets a little nuanced because there is certainly a difference between experiencing discomfort while you're on this pursuit of, you know, evolving as a human being. But then there's also knowing the difference of discomfort when something really is off And I'm not going to get into that too much today, but I did just want to kind of touch on that topic of of, you do have a gut instinct and, and there's a difference in your body, right? There's a different feeling in your body, which is why it is so important to be able to listen to and tune into your body because there's that gut instinct that you see a dark alley and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not safe for me to go around. And then there's what I'm talking about today, which is, I think it should be amazing all of the time, right? So one is like genuinely your safety, which can kind of come into play with food and body, right? As we're letting go of dieting, as you're accepting yourself, as you're doing things that are hard, it can feel like you're going to die <laughs> to be not to be overdramatic, but also to be overdramatic. But again, it's more nuanced. The other one is more like safety and you just, you can feel it in your body. The difference between going through a dark alley and looking at yourself in the mirror and reaching for a diet. So I'm talking about that, that the, the diet, you know, body image stuff. So again, that question that she brought to the group was so 
wonderful. And I know many of the other gals in the group related to that because there's this idea that it should just be amazing all of the time. That you should wake up and look in the mirror and love your body and think you look great or at least think you look acceptable all of the time. And what I want you to start working on and kind of leaning into is like, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay that I'm not okay today. Maybe it's okay that my body image sucks today. Maybe it's okay that I'm feeling a little extra emotional and PMSy today. Because when we don't, when we, when we resist that pain, when you resist acknowledging what is actually true for you, you go through so much more pain. So instead of just feeling the initial kind of gut punch or just blah, like sadness or, or negativity or whatever it is, you then take it one step further and pile on the shame or pile on the panic of, I have to get out of here immediately. Now, how do we learn to move through this? Well, this is, this is processing an emotion, right? And this is, again, something that I work with my clients on really deeply because I want them to come out resilient. Like I want them to come out knowing themselves and knowing their reactions and listening and to and trusting themselves more than ever. Because when you have that kind of strength and confidence in yourself, when you have your own back like that, oh, even the hardest of days get easier because at the end of the day, you still know you're going to be okay. So I'm just going to give you kind of a little sneak peek into a couple things that you can try working through the discomfort that is life, that is being alive, right? Like (laughs) being alive really sucks sometimes and that's okay. You know, that is okay to not be okay all of the time. So the first thing I would suggest for you to do, and this is what I suggested for her to do, is to ask yourself, why is this not okay? What am I running from? Why do I need to change this? Because if you're used to being really reactive, if you're used to listening to everything your body or your brain thinks, which if you're working with me, it's probably seeped in diet culture and just hustle culture and people pleasing mentality, blah, 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 blah. And so the first step is kind of like dumping out your purse, looking at everything and deciding, do I want to keep this? Do I really like this lipstick still? Or is it time to, to toss it? You know, so starting to question what you're thinking. Because if you take everything you think as a fact, you will be in a constant state of whiplash. Because you're going to think millions of things a day, thousands, I don't know, 60,000, 60 million, who cares? It's a lot. It's a lot. And when you aren't able to objectively look at your thoughts and feelings and your life and everything, you will constantly feel controlled by all of the things in your external environment. You know, every day that you wake up and you look in the mirror and you think, God, I don't look good. It's going to ruin your day. 
Why? Because you think that however your body looks is true. Listen, you put 10 people, you get naked, you get butt naked. You put you in 10, in front of 10 people. I guarantee it. Some people would be like, I'd hit that. Like for sure. I'd probably be like, she's a total babe, total babe. And this is because what you see and what other people see are not the same. This is why when you're scrolling through social media, you're, you know, populating your feed with body positive people and just like normal looking women, you're like, oh, she can look good like that, but I could never carry the weight like she does. Or she looks good as a plus size, but I don't. You know why? Because you don't see yourself accurately. You kind of switch out these glasses and you put on like the harshest, most critical glasses known to man. And when you do that, it it pushes you further from everything that you want. If you want to have your own back like a motherfucker, you need to start having your own back. Right? Of like, this is my body. I don't need to escape this. I don't need to run from this. This is not a problem. Maybe it's not my best day. Maybe I don't feel great. And that is okay. I still get to move through my life. Maybe I choose a different outfit that feels more comfortable and how I'm feeling today, and that is okay. Another reason why embracing the discomfort is so important is because by not by not fully going through it, by not fully looking at it, by not really letting yourself go through the complete cycle of that emotion or of that phase in life, what you end up doing is constantly going back to the start line. Right? You get 10 feet in and you're like, oh, this is too much. I'm going to go back. I'm going to reach for the diet. I'm going to do, do the people pleasing. I'm going to say yes to the things because I can't stand the discomfort. So much of what we do in life is to avoid a feeling. Because in your brain, it literally does feel like death. But when you have this really frank conversation with yourself of this is a feeling that I'm trying to escape. And I don't know about for you, but for me, I tried to escape discomfort, sad, literally pretty much anything. (laughs) I mean, I ate when I was happy, sad. It was Tuesday morning. It was Saturday evening. Like it did not matter. Like I just completely sucked at feeling, at being alive. I just totally sucked. Totally. Didn't know. Had zero skills. Right. And so what we're what we're working on is building this emotional threshold, because right now it's I'm good. I'm bad. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm smart. I'm stupid. I'm the best. I'm the worst. Again, that whiplash state and what we are looking for, what we're aiming towards is this this middle of, yeah, sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I suck. But a lot of times, like 90 percent, I'm just kind of like right in the middle. It probably wasn't the worst presentation I've ever given. I probably didn't say the stupidest thing anyone had ever heard. I probably am not the most unattractive person on the planet. So it's building up that emotional threshold within your own life to go through some of those things that used to completely spiral you out of control. So again, I gave you a couple tips earlier on, but I'm going to offer a little exercise for you to kind of try this week of notice where that tipping point is for you. Like notice what is it in the day? What is it in in the uh, relationships at work? 
with finances, whatever it is, what is that like point where it's like, ah, yep, you've pushed over, you've pushed over the edge. What happens for you there? What makes you reach for the diet? What, may, what is the thing that makes you go back to the people pleasing? And what I want you to think about is what is a, just like a, a push, a little bit of a stretch, a goal that you can set for yourself that's going to inch yourself into that unknown territory. You know, kind of a visual that I've had forever because this is how I felt is that I felt like I was on a swing set and I kept just living in the same, you know, like when you're pumping your feet and you can basically only get so high. I felt like I just kind of kept living my life in that parameter where I was like, oh, I just keep staying here and I want to go all the way around. I want to go all the way around, but I could never get over that hump. I could never get over it. And this skill, among others, was one of those things that started helping me build trust with myself. It was what helped me start to inch my way into the land of the unknown instead of going back to what I only knew. And for me, what I knew was binge eating, drinking, or some form of self-abuse, basically. That is all like belittling myself, tearing myself apart, completely, completely shutting down, isolating, something like that. And I really, I was like, I really want to grow into this other like half of my life and learning to feel learning to process, not having to react or be the victim of every single thing that I think or every single thing that someone else thinks, that emotional resiliency, or as I was talking about building up that emotional tolerance was one of the best gifts that I gave to myself and that I think makes everyone's life so much more enjoyable when you can experience the full spectrum of emotions. So this constant pursuit of happiness and success, again, it sounds beautiful. It sounds lovely on paper. Who doesn't want that? But ask yourself if it's really, if it really is what you want. Do you really want to feel happy all of the time? Or do you want to learn to be okay not being okay all of the time. So I hope this episode had a couple aha moments. Maybe go back and listen to it again and be sure to try some of these exercises. If you do, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode and kind of what you're experimenting with. Feel free to send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram because I love connecting and I love hearing how you're putting this episode and other episodes into good use. So, all right, that is all I have for you today. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.